Hi, you're listening to Love in Limbo Land, the dating podcast for millennials. Dating is hard, and we walk you through the experiences we've had, the experiences our guests have had, and what's going on in the world in general when it comes to dating and relationships. And you may be wondering, who are we? My name is Kudzi, and I work in digital entertainment, and I love connecting to people who have stories that can inspire others to find love in their own lives. Whether it's crazy, a little bit ratchet, or just plain old simple, I love stories about love. And I'm Tiffany. I wrote my master's thesis on online dating, and I've always been interested in commitment, relationships, and what it takes to find that long-lasting love we all crave. On this episode, we have self-love affection Heather, who really loves herself and wants you to really love yourself too. She wholeheartedly believes that having self-love supports you during your struggles, and she's on a mission to make sure as many people as possible have the proper tools to cultivate self-love. With that in mind, she created her lifestyle brand and product line, Amour de Soie, which includes affirmation candles and self-love jewelry. Her book, Go Love Yourself is out today, and we're so excited to have her here to share more about it and how she even began to write it. I began writing my book and starting my self-love journey after a breakup, and that even included loving myself so much that I decided to become celibate until I meet the right man. Okay. I know I love my little screams because I just feel like... Maybe you need to be that more extreme. I feel life. like I, I feel like I'm already like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty people say like I don't know. I think I'm already on that path. Um, I mean, I definitely am on that same path because I just don't. Mine is the kissing part because I think like kissing. Sometimes you just don't know if you have like the chemistry until you kiss them. What do sure. you think? Yeah, totally. I just haven't found anybody that you want to kiss, or sexy enough to kiss. <gasps> Where are you like, okay, <laughs> take us back. Tell us about this breakup because it sounds like it was a lot. And, you know, what you what that made you, you know, kind of do to get back on track. Uh, it was a lot. Um, I was with a man for a little over four years. Oh, wow. Uh, he, How'd you meet him? Through mutual friends. Oh. Yeah. And we actually were friends for a couple of months before okay. we had this like realization of, oh, this is more than friendship. Okay. Um, and when we had that moment, we immediately jumped into relationship, like mm. essentially moved in with each other within a couple of months. Whoa. It was like wow, wow, wow. Intense. really quick. And we were like that for almost four years. Um, lived together. Uh, our relationship was in our mid to late 20s. So I call it this like we became adults together. Oh, yeah. We like got car insurance and bought cars yeah. and, and moved into this house and did all these like adult things. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a lot of honor and respect for that time period yeah. with him because we both learned from each other and grew. Uh, and then I woke up one day kind of aware that what I thought was going to turn into marriage was just like, oh no, I, I can't marry him. Why? Like, Why? It was just an internal knowing Mm -hmm. that it wasn't the right person to be with for the rest of my life. He was 100% the right person to be with for that time period. Mm -hmm. But it just, there was just something that didn't feel internally like the right choice. And And how long from when you guys started dating did you feel that feeling? I would say about two and a half, almost three years in. Oh, wow. And then we still stayed together for another year um, because we were really comfortable in a friendship. Yeah. And when things did end, I, I had expressed to him like, hey, I'm not really happy. I'm not unhappy, but I'm also not as happy as I think I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and now looking back, this was me questioning my own self-love. This was right. that Because we all know when we're not operating at like our fullest because yeah. you can feel it. A hundred percent. You know, like, OK, where am I lacking and yeah. what's going on? And and it takes time to dive in and discover those things too. And I think the year that we still stayed together trying to figure things out was both of us in our own self-love journeys of like, okay, this works for me. This doesn't work yeah. for me. Um, and then he, I, I, so I expressed this to him and then he said, let's see what we can do and work on it. And then about a year later, he'd gone off to a Vipassana. Which oh, is a, yeah, the 10-day meditation. Totally the silent one? Silent. Like the one that my sister does, yeah. And they're intense. I've personally never done one, but I have a couple of good friends that go once or twice a year, and it's 
transformative. Personally, I don't know if I could be without a notebook to write my thoughts mm. down because I think they like pretty much strip you of everything yeah. except your clothes. Like no phone, no notebook. And you notebook. can't even like look at people in their eyes. Right. It's like you are alone yeah. in this space. I might die. I like, would not survive. <laughs> my sister's always like, you should do it. I, I think you need it. Excuse you. <laughs> I think you need it. I should. I would go. Fine. Let's do it together. When I have time. Let's do it. Let's do a 10 day and then do a podcast about it. That's a good idea. Do it together, but you can't even look at each other. Yeah, you can't no. look at like, each other. Oh, like no. you had to pretend you don't. It's so funny. My sister said she did one and like you have like judgments about the people there. And then like at the end when you see like their families come, you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, like what who is it? Like, that's not even, but you know, cause you don't hear them. You don't hear them talk or totally. say anything. You so. probably create an entire persona for something yeah for someone exactly so wild i say your boy your ex-boyfriend went yeah so he went away for 10 days and it was right around my birthday um and he got back the day before my actual birthday but i'd already planned my birthday party for that weekend before and i had this realization as all my friends started showing up and all of them are like where's your boyfriend i'm like oh he's at a vipassana isn't that normal like don't everybody's boyfriend go away to vipassana's on their girlfriend's birthday (laughs) um i had this realization of like Oh, he's not even here. Yeah. I don't even miss him that mm. much. Mm. Right. Um, I appreciate him, but I don't need him here. And I don't think that's necessarily what I want out of a husband. Right. Um, so that was an eye-opening experience. And then he got back a couple of days later. And then he was the one that was like, okay, you're right. We can't do this anymore. Wow. So you guys had already had like like little conversations about it before? Yeah, for an entire year we were talking about what does this look like? What does this mean? What does this feel like? I always wonder because I have like a couple of friends who always like who are in this stage of like, should we be together? Should we not? If they have that feeling, does it mean that they shouldn't be together? Or is that what do you think that it's because do you think you know you know or do you think like for me personally i'm pretty good at knowing stuff because my intuition is always spot on yeah but i think things take time to unfold because Mm. there's lessons you have to understand within that time like just because you know something doesn't mean it's gonna happen immediately right you've got to walk the path to understand the full process of it Mm. um and that year that we spent together having those conversations and figuring things out I wasn't ready to be single. I thoroughly enjoyed coming home to a boyfriend every night and cooking Mm -hmm. dinner and just having a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was great for what it was, but now that I've been single for a while, I'm really loving being on my own too. Yes, girl. Okay. So tell us what were the lessons that you learned or what led you to the self-love? Like you realized you needed to build that more, right? So I think the first part of it was acknowledging I'm not unhappy, but I'm not fully happy either. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I had to dig deep and decide like, what does that mean? What is, what does happiness look like for me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's a question that a lot of us don't ever ask and just kind of assume, well, happiness is having a a six figure or higher salary Mm -hmm. and happiness is having the, the husband and wife and the kids and the picket fence and happiness are all these things that society says that are supposed to be. Right. And so many of us don't even take the time to say, is that what I truly want? Or maybe I do want that, but I don't want that yet. Maybe right. I want that a little later and I don't want to be forced into something so soon just because the timeline of society says so. Um, so that was what triggered my self-love journey was really starting to dig deep. So after him and I broke up, I knew that moving into like a one bedroom by myself after living in this beautiful bedroom or two bedroom house with him mm-hmm. and like we had this beautiful patio and we threw parties oh, sounds like like my dream. it was heaven mm-hmm. um and I, we literally did have a white picket fence yeah <laughs> there literally was <laughs> I one love that. it looked like what everyone thinks happiness looks like exactly mm-hmm. i knew that i was going to be not too thrilled living in a one bedroom after living in this beautiful house with mm-hmm. him and I thought, all right, I'm going to do something totally, completely not me. I put everything I owned in storage except for two suitcases and my laptop, and I went on a nomadic adventure. I house set, pet set, subletted, just went around all all of L.A. There's not a part of L.A. that I have not lived in. (laughs) Weren't you ever scared that you wouldn't have a spa or something? I had a best friend who was always a landing space just in case. Okay, you had a backup plan. Even with her... um, 
they traveled a lot so i i was dog sitting for them oh, so okay, it was cool. kind of it was already worked like out meshed into the plan and i think there was only maybe a two to three week time period where i didn't have a full secure slot right um and this is nine months worth of my life yeah that's a which lot is, you know the gestation of of a child so i essentially <laughs> rebirthed myself is what i say i love that <laughs> i need to like i love the idea of a rebirth i love a rebirth i want a rebirth party wouldn't okay. that be fun? Okay. I should have done, done that for my 30th first. birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You get to the party after I'll you do, do the oh, yeah. rebirth. I was thinking like party. I just say that I am like rebirth. Oh, and it's what just is through that? the party. Um, okay. We'll be like she's still the same chick. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so do you think that living in all these different places kind of opened you up to the different ways of A thinking and loving yourself? Because what was going on was that I was, and all my friends had no idea what I was doing. Because I've been, I'm a Cancer sun sign. Home is where the heart is, mm. and I want to nourish and birthday? nurture. Uh, July 14th. Okay, I'm July 11th. The Cancer. That's why I can feel the energy. That was my grandmother's birthday. Oh wow. my god. Yeah, the energy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, guys. I search a lot for things too. Yeah, Searching. it's in us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um. So, when I was doing this it was like i was living other people's lives driving other people's cars because i was in their houses and taking care of and i mean i was in amazing houses like oh God, in malibu nice. and beverly hills and I had this venice bungalow that was insane i want to do this this like, sounds like so much fun it was like glam like homelessness would you do that i feel like i would be really like i kind of like the idea of doing it but yeah. it would be really tough for me yeah. I, you know it was, was it not, tough for you or did you just kind of easier than i thought it was gonna be yeah. i thought it was gonna be because you just said like home is where the heart is like you like that like stability yeah and, like the comfort weren't you scared of the instability and the i think it was a fear i had to face mm, okay. and the thing that kept me really grounded is that i had started my yoga practice around this time period as well so i made it to my mat almost every day so that was my stability and the thing that was always a constant in my life yeah um but yeah i just i had a blast essentially living other people's lives living in other people's houses driving their cars taking care of their pets while really learning who i was mm -hmm. in situations that weren't mine per se right so you really develop your own personality mm. when you're placed outside of your comfort zone you mm -hmm. really see what you're made of mm -hmm. yeah and finally when that came to an end um and I, I didn't really have a plan like nine months wasn't the plan it was just i woke up one day and said okay now i'm ready to settle down again mm. i'm comfortable moving into a one bedroom to start my little self-love space yeah. and i found an apartment within three days which is wow. of, and <laughs> moved right in I went and bought. How did you know it was the right apartment? I've been apartment looking for an apartment for like six months because the energy of the spaces yeah. is like sometimes not right. Oh, a hundred percent. For me, it's all—it's always been about timing. I, I usually, I, I have this thing where I wake up one morning and I know something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with this particular thing, and with the place I live now, mm -hmm. I woke up and was like, "Oh, it's time." Mm -hmm. And usually that means that it's just been listed, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. it's the the place that I had moved into. Um, this was back in 2015. Had just been listed within that like week mm -hmm. and it had just been remodeled so mm -hmm. it wasn't even available mm -hmm. for a while so i look at it as the universe saying yeah. you this, know, is you. this is for you yeah and when i walked in the energy was right mm -hmm. and i did see about three or four other apartments before mm -hmm. that so and, and you, know, you walk in you're like yeah you know, you're, looking at it, you're like that's not for me i like yeah, yeah i like the area but you know yeah. i need a dishwasher uh, <laughs> yeah. literally me for like three, i'm like this non-dishwasher life which is fine because i can yeah, wash so dishes. are you guys cooking every night like what do you no, mean? it's in the back just, of my like, mind. Wash the plates after you use them and call it a day. What are you talking about? You don't need the but dishwasher. Like, when you have pots and pans and things, it's just. But when I do cook. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I cook pretty frequently. Okay, I would say good. at least like two do or three times too? a week. Um, I do some pasta dish moments, but like you don't need. I mean, like again, that doesn't make a mess, right? Like, yeah, that's uh, not too bad. Yeah, like I'm not cooking like extravagant like dinners. I'm doing more like, you know, I call it like the Sandra, like what's her name, Sandra Ray, like semi Sandra D, semi homemade cooking, where it's like 
half like something that's half made and then you I, assemble. Add my, I add my own little like accoutrements and Uh-oh. make it a little something special <laughs> which is totally fine which is fine i'm more of a from scratch okay so, yeah okay. i mean it's like from erewhon scratch. scratch and then yes build the pod, <laughs> yes what I mean? all like, of my dinner parties are like 50 percent catered from erewhon and then 50 percent i made yeah <laughs> like, and no one like, knows what's what and i'm like yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's, that's because i'm saying. good that's me like <laughs> okay. i'll do like some of the salad bar options from erewhon and then maybe like i'll like cook some eggs to throw on there mm-hmm. like cook a salmon moment but yeah. like i won't do the whole salad in my kitchen like that's too much of an effort anyway okay. it's a lot of it's a lot of work yeah or i'll like go get the <laughs> salmon from malibu fish grill and then i'll make the salad like i don't need to do everything oh so yeah you do. i like to do everything if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the time to do all of that is a lot. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I moved into this apartment, apartment. Yeah. And I had, I signed the lease. I had the key. Um, I was running an errand and came across this beautiful candle when I was at checkout. It was mm. at um, Only Hearts in Santa Monica on Montana. It's like mm. a little lingerie store with mm. just fr- frilly Cute. stuff everywhere. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a bougie candle mm-hmm. for which my I new love, apartment. Which I love. I, that's like self-care yeah. tip number one. Yeah. Have a candle. They're mm-hmm. so powerful. They make you feel good. Yeah. yeah. They really enlighten the space. Yeah. yeah. And they smell amazing. And, and you feel cute. And you walk, even if you haven't burned it in a while, you can walk in and still be and like, so, oh, yeah, it's like here. Like that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The aroma the is here. Yeah. Um, so I bought this candle. Didn't really look twice at it other than I sniffed it. And I was like, yep, that's perfect. Okay, buy it. I get back to my new apartment. I have no furniture in yet. I've just got like the two suitcases and my laptop <laughs> that have been with me for the last oh nine God. months. Um, and I open up this candle and inside the flap of the box says, love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, so for some reason, it just stuck with me and I cut it out and mm-hmm. put it on my vision board. Mm-hmm. And this Un- unbeknownst to me became my self-love apartment. Oh my God, love I that. spent three years there just completely tearing through my entire soul mm, of mm. why am I here? What is my purpose? Who are the kind of people that I want to be interacting with? Who are the kind of people I need to let go of in my life? Mm. Um, which prompted my writing journey. And I'd already started writing some on my nomadic journey. And I had the idea that I wanted to create a self-love brand, but I didn't even know it was a self-love brand at that time. It was mm-hmm. more of like, I'm trying to figure out how to live my best life and I'm going to go through this experience and I'm going to teach others to do it too. Uh, so back to like things taking time and, and processing, mm-hmm. sometimes you know, but you have to live it to yeah. fully understand it. So yeah, this I, my little self-love apartment taught me everything I needed to know about being on my own and really loving myself for who I am and accepting some of my faults. And then I started looking back at every single relationship I'd ever had Whoa. from four years old being chased on the playground and <laughs> my pigtails being pulled to the most recent breakup. And I analyzed every single thing, including the parts where I completely messed up and I was mean and awful and insecure. And I started writing all these things down of like, these are my patterns. Some of these things are great. I'm really caring and I'm really giving. And when I love somebody and even with my friends, when I love them, mm. I, I give them my all and I'm really, I want them to succeed. Right. And I'm like, this is a really great quality about me. Yeah. My control issues, <laughs> not so great. <laughs> so this acknowledging, acknowledging that I had those yeah. was a big step in my self-love journey. Um, How did you relinquish your control? It became a series of trying to figure out day by day, step by step, is that a control? No, is that a control? It was it was looking at every single thing that I did to determine if that was my control issues. And of course, control issues typically start from childhood. You're, you're mm-hmm. seeing things that your parents are doing or mm-hmm. others are doing, and it's a mechanism of con- controlling yourself for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I the boyfriend that I was with was kind of submissive in a way Mm. like i was the more dominant a type personality where Mm -hmm. he was the beta a little bit of like i'll do what you want and Mm. that's actually not healthy for me i need i need an alpha male that me too me too girl me Me too i can't Um, do the beta i mean the thing is with the betas you walk all over them because they let you and that's just not healthy i don't want to do that right um and i always am drawn to people that are just a little bit 
softer hearted mm-hmm. but an alpha male can still be softer hearted yeah. yeah that's kind of person i was trying to describe but it's those are the hard ones to find it's, it's like really trying to find, hard a to find that like really? the needle hardest in a haystack. One. needle in a haystack needle in the haystack but they do exist yeah, yeah. I they exist i have a few best friends that are mm-hmm. that yeah um but yeah i the control stuff how did i get over that i it's still a working process each mm-hmm. day but for the most part it was a, a deep kind of agreement with the universe of I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If this is the path, then this is the path. So it's that not acknowledging every day of like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what, what are the things that you read in self-help books? I know you talked about in your book, how like there are things that like you took from those that like helped you and there's stuff where you're like, eh, I can do without this. Like right. what are your tips that you have in your book or that you like, you know, have learned throughout this journey that will help like our listeners get to that place. Cause I know people always say like self-love and I'm like, okay, but it's not that easy, you know, cause no. it's like how you're saying like a daily, um, one day at a time, one moment at a time operation. Can I read this part from yeah. the book? I'm going full Oprah. I'm like Oprah. I read passages from the book. <laughs> I would love for you to go full Oprah. <laughs> so, this is chapter one, and chapter one is called self. What is it called? I'm gonna say it. A selfie. Is selfie not, does not equal self love. Selfie does not equal self love. Oh, that's a good okay, one. Okay, because the people are out there doing crazy the things, doing the yeah. most and the least. It says, "I define self love as making a series of personal strong choices. One must own everything about oneself, taking full responsibility for one's thoughts, choices, words, actions, moods." and previous ways of dealing with situations. Some of the past moments from your life may be embarrassing or shameful to admit or cop to, but someone who loves themselves takes full ownership of all of their choices. Self-love isn't just another form of self-development. It goes far deeper than that. It's soul development. Uh, That's the stuff. Love it. Thanks. Y'all need to go get the book, okay? Yes. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. But... I feel like that's like the answer to the question, right? It was yeah. like it's it's about everything all the time and like yeah. taking the time to like know yourself, Being not just your mindful. life, but your soul, right? But that's 100%. hard. Of Where course. does one even start? Yeah. Because I have a Definitely. lot of things going on. I I'm think like it starts when you get tired of your own bullshit. Yep. Yes. And that's, oh that that's was me a, last night. I'm like, I'm over it. I'm over yeah. it. Over it. Yeah. That's an Elizabeth uh, Gilbert quote who wrote Eat Pray Love. Mm. She's always about, I've never seen anybody take control of their life until they get to the point of like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. Um, I think the journey of self-love taught me that you really can create the life of your dreams. You just Mm -hmm. have to have the determination and willpower to dig through all of the muck that's on you from either childhood or your teenage years Mm -hmm. or my 20s were not, (laughs) not great. Like I did not treat myself with respect during my 20s. Mm. Um, But coming to understand that that's okay. Like I don't need to be upset about something that happened 10 years ago. Yeah. It's totally okay. I accept who I was then. I accept where I had flaws. And now I know, oh, that's not healthy for me. I'm not going to make that choice again. Right. Um, Yeah, I, I did read I'm going to say I read at least 50 different self-help books within the last five years. Mm -hmm. And the things that I took away that were good were the lesson of only you know what's good for you. Uh, Yes. What's happening? Tell it to me. (laughs) Because I'm one of those people who will survey a million people to get the answer. And I did that like the last time I was dating someone and I realized I should have just gone with my gut and what I was feeling and just said it instead of like all these games that people play and things they do because I would have saved my time myself the time and like the mental space but this whole time I'm like oh well like how about this and they're like well my relationship like this happened but like you don't know the context and the connective tissue between like that one thing happening and like why the relationship succeeded, you know? And so just because it worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And you know the truth. Yeah. Like, stop like going outside of yourself to get, that's what I learned. Like don't go outside of yourself to get the answer that's already inside. I like listening and reading and watching other people's experiences mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, 
there's a lot of commonality where I can be like, yes, mm -hmm. I understand that. And I'm pulling from that. And now it's in my own knowledge to understand, oh, someone else went through this. And how mm -hmm. did they deal with it? Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, it's like, oh, I don't like how that person dealt with that. Yeah. So that's just, that knowledge is just as powerful as knowing what you do like. Right. What you don't want is really important too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my book is essentially my story and the ways that I dealt with it. So mm -hmm. the intention of putting it out is, hey, you guys, this is what worked for me. Take what you can from it. Right. And if it doesn't resonate with you, then it's not for you. There's yeah. another path for you. But mm -hmm. as long as people walk away feeling empowered of like, I can do what I want in my life and I can yeah. make my own choices and really take care and honor myself. Yeah. Whether it's you do these tips and tools or not, I've done my job. Oh my God. So, so back to where do you start? So like when you're over your own bullshit, you're like, okay, what would you say is like <laughs> a good step one? Personally, I highly recommend journaling. Mm -hmm. Every day or? Um, I mean, an everyday practice is great if you can squeeze it in. But for me, it's more about I at least try to get it in once a week. Um, it's about choosing a time to really sit in your emotions and reflect mm -hmm. and be like, why am I feeling this way? And what is happening? And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you start writing it out. And then you have a memory from when you were 15 years old that you hadn't thought about in years. And it's been in there. And that's something yeah. that needs to come out and be explored. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, like I said, I literally wrote down every single relationship I'd ever been through. And that was the most cathartic thing I, and the hardest thing I think I've ever done. Like mm -hmm. if I give birth to twins naturally in a bathtub one day, I'm still going to say, no, that was easy. The hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done is uh -huh. write about my past relationships mm -hmm. and yeah. own up to my own mistakes and my faults. Um, yeah, it's, it's journaling is a life changer mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. sure. So I would start by sitting in your thoughts, mm -hmm. whether that's journaling or some other type of sitting in your thoughts thing like meditation. Um, yoga is also a really great way to get you in tune with your natural energy. Oh, I just can't do yoga. I feel like my body wasn't made for it. What do you mean? I just, the whole time I'm like, thinking about like the specific body parts mm -hmm. and how it's feeling mm -hmm. versus just like relaxing in the moment you know you like, then you're like the prime example of someone who needs to be on the mat <laughs> <laughs> she's like I'm we need like, to these get arms cannot hold the rest of this body up but like, they can they totally can it just takes some practice yeah. but the reason i love yoga so much is because it's an hour of my day where i'm not on my phone yeah i'm totally disconnected mm -hmm. from the rest of the world and i'm in my body yeah and some days it doesn't feel great because mm. maybe i've had some kind of like pizza or burger yeah. or something the night before and like my body feels it and it's like yeah, yeah. that wasn't the best choice mm. i enjoyed it yeah. but it wasn't the best choice as far as feeling great um and I can just feel everything about my body. And yeah. actually, I quote one of my favorite teachers, Sarah Ezrin. This was a class I took from her probably three years ago when she said something along the lines of, you know, you're in Ardish and right now, which is one foot planted on the ground, one, one hand planted on the ground, and then the other arm and leg just out there <laughs> flying through space. And you have nowhere else to be except in that moment because if you think about anything else, you're going to topple over. Mm -hmm. And that was so powerful for mm. me. Like, yeah. oh, here I am in this pose. What a metaphor for life. You can't be anywhere else except yeah. where you presently are. So that's why I love yoga. I There's like so that. many metaphors. Okay, maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll give it another try. I what like yoga, that. Which yoga were you doing? I was do I've done all. I've done Kundalini. I've done like flow, vinyasa, um, power like i've done them all vinyasa is my favorite yeah that one i like kundalini a lot because it is very much like repetitive patterns that make you like focus yeah on the task at hand versus you know my mind going everywhere else i like coming out of yoga dripping sweat because i also oh like god. to know that my or body got to work out. yoga yeah mm -hmm. oh my god where do you take yoga right a now? little bit of everywhere nowadays you have I like a favorite I used to be spot. a big yoga works girl, okay. but then two of my favorite teachers left town. Oh, like, no. so, it's all about yeah, the teachers really with these is. classes. Um, but I was just at a really good class yesterday with my friend Emily Purs. She's at Equinox. And 
I got into Hot Eight because my friend Eddie teaches there, and I'm loving uh, Hot Eight. Okay, it's really Sounds it's very just, hot. It's yeah, it's definitely a hot room, um, but it's not necessarily always Bikram. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a flow class, which oh, I really okay. appreciate. I just love I love coming out feeling like rejuvenated. Yeah, and like mm. I got my workout in. I had like a deep sauna <laughs> experience, right. and I, I also that. got my mental stability in. That's cute. Yeah. So you also talk about breaking up with friends that aren't right for you. Yes. How do you know that? And how do you do that when you've known each other for so long? It's a hard one. Um, it's, it, it's, you come to a realization of, hey, I don't like the way that I feel when I'm around this person. Right. Or they're making me feel a way that I don't really find healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is hard. And one of my friends actually ghosted me. <gasps> So I didn't even really choose that. Yeah. It happened to me. And this is actually how I opened the book. How does a friend ghost you? They just just don't... by stopping communication and not yeah. getting back to you. Wow. And then she blocked me <gasps> on my birthday. Do you know why? No, actually. Because I, you know what? I actually chose not to reach out yeah. because it was her call. For whatever right. reason, I had irked her. Yeah. Um, and I, of course, thought for days and hours and weeks of like, what did I say? What did yeah. I do wrong? What happened? Um, and I'll never have that answer, Mm -hmm. but it's not my answer to know. So I wish her well. Yeah. Obviously I'd done something that just didn't vibe with her. Right. Um, I don't recommend ghosting a friend. I think it's a more appropriate way, a more appropriate way to handle it would be to have a conversation, but she just didn't have the ability to do that. So that friendship ended. So... In the book, Chapter 8, High Vibe Tribe, mm-hmm. I'm really loving my Oprah read from the book moment. I love it, it too. <laughs> now I was like, I need this book in my life. This talks about like, once you start, it says, once you start doing the work to love yourself, all of your actions will create an alignment with your higher self. And and once you do start to love yourself, it's impossible to go back to the life you once had. Um, she says, it's... For certain, you'll hear a few people say you've changed from friends and family. Some will be happy for you and supportive of new, your new journey, but not everyone will be on board with your newfound self-loving lifestyle. The further you go on your journey of self-love, the more you'll take notice of how some people are incredibly stuck in their own chaotic infinity loop, going around and around without the awareness of having self-love. Without the awareness to notice, their chaotic thoughts are creating their chaotic experiences without the awareness of knowing who they are at their core. It's unfortunate, but inevitable. But when you start loving yourself and live your life making the best choices for yourself, you can spot other people who are doing the same. These people will become your new support team and you'll share similar journeys together. I love that. I like skip yeah. some parts just to make it kind of like yeah. just one condense. <laughs> you know, Oprah style. Oprah yeah. style. Um, but that's true. And I think in in life, I've had moments where I felt like the tribe around me was definitely a high vibe tribe. Mm-hmm. I've also had moments where it was like this is a shaky tribe, just like low, yeah. res- well, like I low frequency energy. We have friends that are from our childhood or high school or college or whatever, like that you just know each other for so long. And when you come to a realization of this is the life I want to live, you look at those friends and how you feel when you're around them and it just doesn't feel right anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not on a self-love journey or maybe you've just expanded past their interest. Mm-hmm. And that can be a hard breakup, but I don't think it necessarily has to be a breakup. Mm-hmm. It can just be a relocation mm-hmm. of they can still be in my life, but I don't necessarily need to be heavily involved with them. Mm-hmm. Um friendships are difficult yeah all relationships are difficult to have a good relationship with anybody whether it's romantic friendship family you have to know how you relate Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. and that's part of the self-love journey is you know getting to know yourself and knowing your identity and when you understand who you are you can then more innately know who someone else is Mm -hmm. it's a mirroring effect have you had those times where you've had to remove some people i mean there are people who aren't the best for me but it's hard because i think like it the what do you do when you get lonely you know you deal with the loneliness i'd rather be like oh no no i'd rather be alone (laughs) in my bathtub with a good book than out with someone who's vampire sucking my energy dry right i've really learned to love self-care so much every night i'm like in my bath 
with my little bougie candle line. I want to do this. This sounds so nice. It's it's self-care to the max. Mm-hmm. And have I had lonely nights? Yeah, I have, of course. But what would what would it have solved if I'd called an, a friend who's not going to be uplifting or if I had called some guy that I know would come over? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that going to solve? It's going right. to just make me feel... Eh. It's yeah. gonna make me feel worse. Yeah. And then after the experience, it's like French done, fries. It's like, it's like junk yeah. food in the moment. It's totally. like in the moment, it's like okay, I feel like this is satiating me. But then after you're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did I do? What did I yeah. do? Yeah. You have to get to a point where you're so in your own self worth, self love, self respect that you know, hey, that's a bad choice for me, and I can just not choose that. I can choose right. something else that's mm. more nourishing. Speaking of self-respect, I want to talk about this whole celibacy thing that you are doing. Not even kissing guys. I mean, I would kiss a guy. Right, I know. I if, know. if he's the right There was someone vibe. that I vibed with. But in five and a half years, there hasn't been anyone that you vibed with? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so, but are you, do you use the apps or are you like just I looking in for auras in the wild? More in the the wild. Definitely more in the wild. I've been on apps for a total of maybe 17 days. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So not much. Yeah. That's nothing. I just find that. Multiply that that by like 100 for me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I mean, you've been on apps for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I I did my master's thesis then. Okay. Relax. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, that's the world. I want to hear her thoughts. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) For me, and this is just for me. Because I know that the apps work for some people. Like yeah. one of my really good friends met her husband that way. Right. And that, but that was just how they were supposed to meet. I yeah. truly believe like the universe was saying, you guys are supposed to be together. So how can we formulate some plan to get you together? And it was mm-hmm. the app. Mm-hmm. I have never felt that way. Mm-hmm. I have always felt that uh, the man I end up with is, it's a natural connection and it's a friendship and it's a, it's, it's developing. It's yeah. not just like, it's not a force like, oh, we're both here to date somebody. Yeah. Um, so that's just my own intuition of how I feel. But I have definitely been on apps just to see what's going on. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, my friends will be like, well, you should be out dating. You're such a good catch mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I know. But <laughs> like, it's like I get that. I get that. I know. <laughs> how do you communicate that through an app, though? It's like a whole different thing. Yeah, and that's the part where I just didn't really like the app because either dudes were completely rude mm-hmm. and just expected, you know, a woman to just right like how you, I, I'm talking to you, you should respect me. Actually, no, you're you should respect me. Right. Um, it was either that kind of communication or the dudes were just duds. Yes, like they just didn't have any uh. personality or I don't know. They just like. Could they not get a friend to take a good picture of them? Like, do they? Have That's to, what I like, don't understand. I don't get it. Like, why are they doing the car selfies? With any, like, it makes me just think they're not invested in finding do the. Do some girls like car selfies? No, but please, like, if you like car selfies, like, drop us a note on Facebook or Twitter because I, I don't think anyone. Listen, guys. No I'm asking one, because the guy they must be doing. They must be getting some hits. No, because they just think know. like like a guy sent me a car selfie and I'm like why like what is this you know and it was also a live photo so then i saw like the whole like <laughs> moment oh, behind no. it oh, and goodness. Like, yeah. this is a live photo <laughs> but yeah. i don't know like like that photos with tigers like i don't get <laughs> what photos in like, the bathrooms i don't know where they're finding these tigers <laughs> they're finding them a lot of them i can't breathe stop <laughs> they are acquiring tigers for the photo to show they're manly mm-hmm. i don't know um photos like on a car like mm-hmm. what why are you on top of a car like photos in front of a mirror in the bathroom mm-hmm. Oh, the bathroom ones are the worst. It's like, why are you doing this? I've never looked at myself in the bathroom mirror and thought, I should take a photo right Right. now. Yeah, like... Makes no sense. Guys, either ask your sister or your one of your best girlfriends to create a photo for you. Yeah. They'll do it. Yeah, they would love to do it. Yeah. It's like not that hard. Ask one of your girlfriends or sisters just to help you out. But if they don't do that, I I feel like it shows that they're not really looking for what you're looking for true you know like i feel like guys who are they'll like invent like i know my brother's friend he like 
got a photographer like hired a photographer to take like nice photos of him like because he's serious That's about serious. it and he yeah. wants it you know but like a guy who does the bathroom selfie is like look at how hot i am let's go and it's like, it's like no. yeah all i see is your extreme lack of self-worth mm-hmm. mm. i think self-love is the more feminine feminine turn at term and then self-worth is the more masculine mm. term but in it's all the same stuff it's the same thing yeah yeah but yeah, d- dudes on dating apps, I'm going to say about 98% of them need a big dose of self-worth. That's true. They're, they a lot of them are insecure. Yeah. And then the pickup lines are just... Oh, my God. What do y'all oh get God. out there in the I street? just got one that was so crazy. Can I just read it to you guys? Um, hold on. Let me just... What app is this? This is... I'm only on one app, and mm-hmm. it's J-Swipe. So if I you guys... J-Swipe for a while. If you guys want to find me... Like 10 of the 17 am, days. That's where I'm hanging. This yeah. one guy last night was like, you look familiar. Like, are you on the apps? I'm like, I've, I've been mm-hmm. everywhere, boo. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where you know me from, but possibly could be an app. Um, could be anything at this point. So his message was like... And I'm like, oh, this is such a copy and paste moment. Um... Hey there, so I've got a little confession to make. I was secretly hoping that I'd match with you. You've just got this perfect mixture of adorable and sexy going on. Couldn't be more up my alley. Just had to say hello. I love to chat. Think you might be interested. Also, no caps (laughs) and like any of like the after the periods. It's just like all like lowercase. Um, Like really just... It looks very tragic. I said, is this your go-to message to send? (laughs) (laughs) Did he respond? No, he didn't. Because I think guys, when they get caught, they're like... like, like, I've been on two dates in the last six months. Um, One was a setup from a friend. And then one was from a paid-for matchmaker. I wasn't on the paid-for part. Oh, is this three-date rule? No. Yeah, this was three-day oh, okay. rule. And then I'm on in some other one, too. Talkify? No. Um, I know all of them. The Bevy. Yeah. Knows a lot. The what? The Bevy. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Um, okay. My experience with matchmaking is that <laughs> they kind of just, it's, if you're not paying for it. If you're yeah. paying for it, I'm sure it's a totally different experience. Yeah. But, like, I'm a force of nature. I, <laughs> I love that. Okay. I created this brand. I've written a book. I have more books in the pipeline. I have a TV series in the pipeline. Mm, I've, got, yes, queen. I've got, like, the next 20 years of my life pretty planned as best as one can plan. Yeah. Um, and I even wrote this on one of the dating apps that I was on. I was like, look, I bought my my Beamer. Daddy didn't. Because I find that a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. are just, you know, they're used to right. a princess. Yeah. I'm a queen. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And oh I talk about, can I, I write that on my bio? Like you might be used to a princess, but I'm a queen too much. <laughs> I love that. That's really, that's a quotable. Like, I talk that. about how in the book, there was a time in my early twenties where I had $8 left in my bank account and I didn't know how I was going to get to the next day. Mm-hmm. Cut to 10 years later, mm-hmm. here I am like totally thriving and I did it yeah. all on my own. Like yeah. that is the work of a queen. Yes. Um, and I, I think that a lot of guys, especially in LA are very used to princess behavior. Yeah. And so I come in and I'm like, no, I've, I've got my shit together Yeah. and they don't know what to do with me. So this one date that I went on, he was so nice and very friendly. And like, we had a lot in common as far as like live a positive life. Mm. We had nothing in common as far as career and drive. He, um, ran his parents' company, mm. which was totally not anything related to what I'm doing with my yeah. life but mad respect because business is business yeah um and at the end of the date he was just like you're incredible and i literally have nothing to offer you <gasps> and i was like thank you and like thanks for being honest and not taking it to another level it didn't need to go to getting crazy and just like just saying and doing crazy things yeah yeah and the th- and then another thing that happened on the other date that was the matchmaking date um from a friend mm-hmm was that he came to my house to pick me up and I'd actually met him at social events before. So it wasn't a complete like blind date. It was, oh, that guy, you guys should meet and actually have a conversation. So I let him come pick me up or I I don't do that. Like I don't let people know where I live. (laughs) It's just not a thing. Yeah, I'm definitely online. If it's a friend thing, it's different. Yeah, since he had already kind of been in my circle for a while, it was fine. But he walks in and the first thing he says is like, oh my God, you have real furniture and you have frames on your wall. (laughs) 
Like, yeah, because I'm almost 34 and I run my own business. And of course I have real furniture and frames on my wall. What does your place look like? Yeah. He's like, well, I have frames that are on the ground. I'm waiting for my sister to come over to help me hang them. I have some furniture from Ikea. And and then I was like, pause. Do you make your bed every morning? And he goes, no. And I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to have anything in common. Because if you're not making your bed every morning, you really have nothing to live for. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm bad. I don't I make. Dabble. I dabble. I I like fake. But make. when I write, do you make? I, I, I do the, a ride. The frequency. Yeah. Is you're in a different Are place. We, oh point, no! Do we need to make the bed? The point every of day? making your bed every single day, unless it's a Sunday where you're just gonna lounge all day, mm. then by all means, like, okay. don't make your bed. At home, my parents also make my bed every day. Like right. we all do That's all different. the time. That's different. Though. It teaches it you a discipline of how your day is gonna go. Mm. It is, and this might be my control thing. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> but it gives me an opportunity to say, all right, this is how my day is going to go. I'm going to set my pillow here. And then when I come home at night, it's beautiful. It's not a mess. I get to slide into my sheets like a hotel because they're all straightened and and it's it's a way of self-care. You're not uh. crashing about the day. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I've, you know yeah. I kind of... Go through like a wrecking ball sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> Millionaire behavior. I think this. I got this from Lewis Howe's mm-hmm. podcast. But he was like, if you want to be a millionaire, these are the things millionaires do. Mm-hmm. Make your bed. Wait, wait. What's this podcast? I need Lewis. To Lewis Howe's? Greatness. Yeah, School of Greatness. School of Greatness. School it's a great greatness. one. Okay. And the episode is Live Like a Millionaire? He has so many. He's got a ton, oh. but he does talk a lot about millionaire lifestyles mm. of like, what are the choices and the discipline? They make their own bed or they have someone make it for them? I'm going to say while you're working towards it, you make your own bed and then eventually someone makes it for you. There you go. Because you're accustomed to that lifestyle. Yes. Okay. Well, love it. Let's let's do making your bed challenge for this week. Um, By the way, you didn't do the last homework assignment. Oh my God. What was the homework assignment again? Uh, Have you done, do you go on dates with yourself ever? Like twice a week. I, I mean, I went, I ate by myself. Okay. Did, I did you really enjoy it? What I really did, did. What was the last date you did with yourself? I did. Okay, <laughs> I did a weekend. Well, a weekday getaway. Oh, um, to Alana always wants to, to do Laguna. One of those. Ooh, that's cute. Um, Ooh, went totally by myself. I took my laptop just in case I got inspired to write, yeah. but I didn't really have the intention of working and writing. I took a book. I went to the spa. I ordered room I service. Something like that's chic. I need to do that. That's cute. I would just be too afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid to like do it on my own. But you're like there. in the room by yourself. By majority af- what of do time. you mean afraid? I, I get like know. fear of. I get like maybe feeling like fear of weird bo- of but, boredom oh, once okay. I get there. Okay, she she's not good with like not like things to Constantly do. Well, then schedule things. yourself out so you've got your spa yeah that's what i need to do bring a book i need to schedule myself out. that's a good idea yeah yeah tiffany needs what's next let's go right <laughs> which is fine know, just schedule it that way to relax too uh, like uh, i need to yeah. savor the moment versus like i think i've been ever since i realized that i have a problem with just doing that like i'm always on to the next thing before like this thing is even over i really try to focus on enjoying the thing that i'm doing in that moment and then it's made me less anxious about like well now what because if you do it the other way the the now what comes organically versus you having to plan it Mm -hmm. totally saying that's what i realized allowing yeah that's Uh, that's letting go of control there you go that's allowing the universe to unfold I love it. So what's like the parting wisdom that you have for our listeners? Like if you could like, this is, you know what I love that Jonathan Van Ness does in his podcast? He's like, this is like the like last like yoga moment where it's like, if you wanted to do like the downward facing dog and we didn't do it, like now is your chance. Like, What's something that we like didn't cover or that you think like would be valuable to share with our listeners as we wrap up? I think it's important that everyone understand that everything you do in life is a choice. Mm. You get to choose how to live your life. You don't have to go through life just going with the flow of what is in front of you. You can make different choices. You don't have to do what you're doing just because you've led up to that moment. Right. If if you're in your mid-30s and you hate your job, you can quit. Yeah. Mm. Like just because you went to med school, law school, got your CPA, whatever, and you hate it. Yeah. 
leave that shit behind. Oh. Like find, find what makes you happy. You get to make different choices. And it's the only way that you get happy is by making choices that serve you. Yes. That is self-love. Oh, take us out. That was so good. That was because a great. Because you know what? It's true. I found myself lately, not well for a while, some things I love, some things I don't, but I'm just like still around in some of the things that I don't love just in general in life. And it's like, you can just decide and like, then like stop that now. Yeah. And like do something else because, you know, you can be happier. 100%. Right. And I think it's, I think what trips us up is what you were saying, like the investment that you've made in it. So it's hard to just be like, well, actually, like this doesn't serve me anymore because you spent like this much time or this much money you've been in this relationship for two or four years. And you're like, well, I can't just give it up now. But like if it's not serving you, you just got to. Yeah. It's a sunk cost. It's like it's. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's done. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. One of my best friends was an attorney. Um in like one of the highest positions you can get and like other attorneys feared her essentially. And she was miserable. Mm. And I remember telling her like, why don't you just find a new job? <laughs> and she thought about it for a, for a while. And she finally was like, I have to leave my job now or else I'm going to die. Right. And I've like, I've never been more proud of somebody who just had everything that they'd worked for and then realized, Oh, this isn't what I want. And she, she had the gumption to say, yeah, I can't do this anymore. So it's doable. I, I totally get what you mean. Like, you just have to wake up and know in that moment. Like, that happened to me. Mm -hmm. It was my last um, opportunity. And I was like, you know what? Now is the time. But the, I just needed it to be the right time. Yeah. To be like, goodbye. And then relating it back to, to dating, how can you love someone if you don't love yourself? You have to know who you are to bring in the right partner for you. If not, you'll just keep on bringing in unmatched partners because you yourself are not whole mm. yep yep cool thank you so much we really thank appreciate you guys. it the book comes story. out today the Yay. book is out today it is go called love yourself. go love yourself where can they get the book the candles all of that fun stuff where can they find you for more about you heather-reinhardt.com is my site the book and candles are there um book is available on amazon barnes and noble apparently walmart has an ebook platform oh. that i didn't know about until i saw my book up on there which nice. is awesome. amazing um and then it's also available on canada's version of amazon nice. which okay. is called indigo i believe okay. oh. you learn so many new things that's right. so cool when you put out products yeah. you're like oh i didn't know that existed um, awesome. and then the candles are on my site i created an affirmation candle line cool. to help that. you on your self-love journey because when you say affirmations about the things that you are wanting to accomplish you get there quicker because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the universe rises up to meet you exactly where you are 100 percent um and socials uh at heather reinhardt and the r and Heather is also the continuation of Reinhardt. Got it. And um, Facebook is Self Love Aficionado. Oh, that's a good one. We love it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you got some good stuff. It's really time to shift that energy in your life and get back on track. You know, if you've been just like flailing around in the <laughs> wilderness, let's get it together. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Love and Limbo Land. Be amazing. Bye. 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 I'm Tiffany. And I'm Kudzi. And you've been listening to Love in Limbo Land. You can find us on Twitter at Love in Limbo Land. And don't forget to go to Apple or Google Play Podcast to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. It's over, boo. Don't let them play you.